Blog Talk Radio. Which was an hour away, and uh, 
there's a couple of shopping centers in Plattsburgh and and <laughs> believe me, uh, you look at the the mountain of snow that the plows have, you know, to clear the, to clear the parking lots. Now those are tall. <laughs> oh yeah. But again, uh, but you know, but the road from Saranac Lake to Plattsburgh is absolutely clear. And sometimes negotiating the parking lot is like entering a corn maze because you got rows of cars and you're trying to get out and you run into the snow bank. So you got to turn around and go back out. There's another snow bank. And sometimes figuring out how to get out of the parking lot is just an adventure. <laughs> right. Well, that, and well, and, and the thing is, uh, um, no, I get uh, Plattsburgh over in Lake Placid also. Uh, you may only have one exit or two, maybe two exit or two roads into. They they kind of subdivide the parking lot. So, so you're right. Is that you pull in, it, you, you buy whatever you're, and then you're trying to get out, and the road that you come in on doesn't allow you to, well, I'll call it, turn left to get back out to the main road. So you have to find the second uh, entryway, which will allow you to make the left-hand turn to get back out to the road, if this makes any sense. And as you say, is that there's suddenly these huge snow banks, and you're going, okay, where'd that, where's that <laughs> real exit exit? <laughs> Yeah, the, the snow banks are so tall, you can't even see over them. You know, they're 10, right. 20 feet tall, you know? Right. <laughs> so, oh, well, one yep. other thing is that, okay, so Saranac Lake, we we are the second oldest city to have a winter carnival and to have an ice palace, and they actually built an ice palace this year. But due to COVID and all that kind of stuff, uh, previous years you used to be able to kind of walk in the ice palace and walk through a maze and all that kind of stuff. Well, two things is that uh, they told people to stay away from Saranac Lake. They didn't want visitors in town, but due to the tradition of Saranac Lake, they did build the ice palace, but they built it uh how do i say it solid there's there's no entryway i mean so um uh, i could probably post a picture on my page of of the 2021 ice palace so it's there but uh where well i don't know if people snuck into town or not they weren't supposed to but uh we we had our ice palaces here and you know something else, Leslie? There's there's this some type of uh, football game going on right now. I have no idea what that's all about, but apparently there's something right. oh. called the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I just looked it up. I was watching the Puppy Bowl earlier today. <laughs> That's sorry. That's about my level of football is the puppy bowl, but I didn't even know that Tom Brady wasn't with uh, the New England Patriots anymore. 
But he is with yeah. uh, But he is with the what is it? The Buccaneers that that are playing. It's the Buccaneers and and uh, the the Chiefs. But, well, but yeah, all I know there's going <laughs> that it's, this is a much better way to spend your Sunday with you and me right now than to watch a football game. So we appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us tonight uh, rather than watching a football game. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and I, I, I think that at the top of the show, um, we should have started the show with a different theme song. We perhaps should have started the show with this song. Where is it? There it is. We should have started with that song And for those of you who don't know That's the Klingon attack Theme song from the beginning of Star Trek The motion picture When the three Klingon battle cruisers Attack V'ger And Why you might be asking yourself Why Uncle Jim would you want to Play the Klingon attack theme Before this show Because a great warrior Is about to enter Stovall Core and we all have to do the Klingon death yell because uh, Friday was it Friday afternoon. Uh, the Star Trek family lost a great member in Christopher Plummer, who Star Trek fans around the world know as the awesome, awesome general Klingon or Klingon general Chang from Star Trek six, the undiscovered country. Um, Christopher Plummer was an Oscar-winning actor. Um, he, a, a lot of people that aren't Star Trek fans, probably his most famous movie that people would know him from, if it wasn't Star Trek, although most of you guys that are listening to the show would know him from Star Trek, also played Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. The hills are alive. With the sound of music. <laughs> okay, I'm no singer. <laughs> but uh, Christopher Plummer has been in hundreds of, of, of movies and TV shows. Unfortunately, I only really know him from Star Trek VI and from uh, Sound of Music. So that's unfortunate, I suppose. But Christopher Plummer. Well, I looked up. 
I looked up his credits and National Treasure is a movie I've seen before, but uh, I agree. I mean, he has seven decades of television and movie credits, and <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't recognize any of them. All right. Yeah, we were <laughs> hoping. Three that we were I hoping. Recognize. We were hoping maybe he was in a Planet of the Apes movie at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we even tried that. We desperately tried to put him in Planet of the Apes, but nope, not not a movie we, we, and not the television show. <laughs> nope, we tried, but we couldn't do it. Hey, guys, our phone number here is the same as always, 646-668-2433. Um, if you'd like to give us a call and tell us a story about um, Christopher Plummer or maybe a story about when you went to see Star Trek VI, we'd love to hear from you. 646-668-2433 is the number, and uh, Leslie and I will be here for about another hour, so please give us a call. So I, I, I did a little bit of research because we're going to be talking about uh, Star Trek VI on Trek Talking on Thursday night. So I got a little bit of, of uh, information to share with you guys. Uh, Christopher Plummer was 91 years old when he passed away on Friday. So he had a very long, uh, productive life. Um, he was a fellow Canadian along with William Shatner, which really surprises me because I really thought he was British or, you know, I, I never would have pegged him for Canadian. That that caught me off guard. Um, but yeah, I, he was Canadian. I thought he was British. That's why I thought uh, there was a chance that maybe he worked uh, Planet of the Ape movie because, you know, maybe he knew Roddy McDowell and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I start looking up his uh, history, and he's Canadian, <laughs> which... That makes him sort of English. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah that's, that's really strange. And uh, he worked with William Shatner uh, when William Shatner was doing uh, Royal Shakespeare at the Montreal Repertory Theater. Shatner was uh, Christopher Plummer's understudy. And one day, Christopher Plummer was sick and couldn't go on. And William Shatner had to step in and do the role. William Shatner did everything completely the opposite of the way Plummer did it. And you would think that that would have caused a problem, uh, but it didn't. Uh, Christopher Plummer was very impressed that William Shatner had had the uh, audacity, the unmitigated gall, uh, to go out there and give his own interpretation of this particular, I don't know who it was, this character in this play that was so different from Plummer's, and that instantly earned his respect. So Plummer and Shatner were were close, close friends. And so uh, Christopher Plummer in the 60s would often watch Star Trek when it was on television. And uh, so he, he was very, very happy when Shatner, when they offered him the role in Star Trek VI because he considered himself a Star Trek fan which I think is really, really cool. And uh, he said when he got offered the job, he quipped that it took over 100 years for, for them to offer him the role of Klingon General Chang 
but he was delighted to be bald and sporting a villain's eye patch. So he was very happy to get the role of General Chang in Star Trek VI. And I think one of the things that makes him so unique is how much he spouts Shakespeare, which is quite different for Star Trek. You know? You know, yeah, I mean that that was his true calling was being a Shakespearean actor. I mean, yeah. Um, so, so actually, I I read somewhere that uh, he he always was believe it or not he was always embarrassed about the sound of music because he thought it was too sugary a movie. You know, it wasn't Shakespeare. It was this musical. But uh, another thing I read is he's the only cast member of Sound of Music that actually met uh, one of the Von Trapp family, um, well, family singers, uh no one else ever met uh, one of the Von Trapps. Really, I, I did not know that. <laughs> well, that's uh, the Von Trapps. Well, talking, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how. To, you're aware that the Von Trapps opened up a, an inn in Vermont, or did you know that? I I honestly didn't know that because. I'm really not a huge Sound of Music fan. I've I've seen the movie, but that's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. uh, When they escaped Austria and finally made it to the United States, they went to Vermont. Wow. That's not the place I would have gone, but that's cool. (laughs) Well, if you think about the weather in Austria and you think about the weather in... In the Northeast, it's about the same. <laughs> You're absolutely right, and you will ca- you will catch me running through the streets singing occasionally. So I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, well, wow. um, as we do in 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 our show, these left hand turns is that uh, is that Dr. Seuss lived in Vermont. I did not know that either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, fact, Uncle, Uncle I Jim lives in Vermont. So... Uh, oops, wow. wait a minute. Yes, uh, whatever his name is, Theodore Thiesel or Giesel or whatever. Yeah, doctors, uh, I believe there's a museum there. I mean, I did not know I that either. I'm talking about... Uh, Mid to maybe northern Vermont, but, uh, yeah, no, Vermont has a lot of very interesting places or or very interesting people lived in Vermont. I know, I, I know that Michael J. Fox had a place here, um, and so did Don Dillon that I know of. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, it's kind of funny when you, when you look at old movies and and supposedly people wanted to get away from New York City 
<laughs> you can't really call it a suburb, but but getting away from New York City, they always talk about that they had a place in Connecticut, but I mean a lot of famous people had places in Vermont. Well, well and, I'm and, here. and actually I'm in um, Vermont, so <laughs> um uh William Morris, who's the famous theatrical agent, uh he built uh what they call a great camp in Saranac Lake. Well, either he or his wife had tuberculosis and and they came up here for the cure, which was breathing absolutely freezing cold air. <laughs> That that was before they invented antibiotics. Is uh, that that? Well, his name was Trudeau. Doctor Trudeau came up with this idea. Well, uh, oh, okay. Now I've really made a left hand turn here. Is Doctor Trudeau lived in New York City? He contracted tuberculosis. He used to vacation in the Adirondacks, and he wanted to die in the Adirondacks. So so this man with tuberculosis came up to Saranac Lake to spend his last days here and die. And instead, he got better. And he lives. Imagine so he goes, that. So he goes back down to New York City, and he gets sick again. So he comes back up to the Adirondacks, and he gets better. And he goes, hmm, I wonder if it's breathing this cold, fresh air somehow cures tuberculosis. And he opened the first sanatorium uh, for the cure. Like I say, they called it The Cure. Uh, and people would flock to Saranac Lake. <laughs> they, they would wrap them up in blankets and put them out in like minus twenty degrees weather to, <laughs> to breathe the air. Okay, so well, I'll, I'll stop there because cause well, this is really about Christopher Plummer. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to say, as far as Vermont goes, Abe Lincoln's son, Todd Lincoln has a house, had a house, uh, down in, in Bennington, outside of Bennington, Vermont, and uh, the Lincoln House. And uh, Abe Lincoln actually spent the night there. And one of his top hats, the black hats that Lincoln wore, and one of his walking canes is actually on display at that house in a chair that Abe Lincoln actually sat in. So we went down there uh, to check that out, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah. There's some history. <laughs> I've been to that house because I like player organs, and Todd Lincoln had a player pump organ. It, well, he had one of the extremely huge ones that was built into the house itself, and the pipes to the organ are are like in the wall of the house. I don't know if they played it for you when you were there. No, but we did see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we no amazing place. So, yeah, if, if you, there's a lot of history, a lot of history here. But believe it or not, I, I, see, I was, I was concerned, but I knew we had nothing to be concerned about because uh, when Leslie and I start talking, 
God knows where we're going to end up and how many left turns we're going to take. But uh, we have to take our first commercial break for our listeners at Odyssey Radio. For the rest of you guys, just hang out for about 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. And we're going to be talking more about the late, great Christopher Plummer, uh, who most Star Trek fans know as Klingon General Chang from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this very quick commercial message. Trek Talking. All things Star Trek and beyond. Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30, all hailing frequencies are open. iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Trek Talking. Boldly going wherever your mind is willing to go. And welcome back to Stunt Treks with yours truly, Uncle Jim, and the one and only Leslie Hoffman. And uh, we just took a little little uh, detour, uh, but we're back, and we're going to be talking about Christopher Plummer and uh, his role of General Chang in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. So uh, Star Trek VI, of course, as a lot of people know, uh, was written by Leonard Nimoy. And, uh, and and uh, uh, Nicholas Meyer. And when Nicholas Meyer wrote the part of Chang, uh, he had Plummer in mind for the role. And so that's why General Chang, that's why the movie resonates so strongly with Shakespeare, because they wrote that specifically for Christopher Plummer. So that's why he, he says things like, uh, you haven't experienced Shakespeare until you've heard it in its original Klingon. And uh, even the title, Star Trek Undiscovered Country, is a direct quote from Hamlet. So they wrote that part specifically for Christopher Plummer. Just imagine how Star Trek Six would have gone if Christopher Plummer had turned it down. You know, it would have been a different movie, a completely different movie. Um, but uh, Chang uh, Christopher Plummer was offered the role he accepted it and uh, that gave Klingon General Chang a rare opportunity to share uh, screen, screen time with his friend William Shatner and he was also able to imbue his performance very theatrically with large sweeping uh, motions and lots of, of Shakespearean grandiose which I think really made Chang jump off the screen. And I do have, I do have a little clip that we play from time to time on Trek Talking. We haven't played it in a while, but I think now is a perfect time. And uh, this is just a short little clip of Christopher Plummer as General Chang spouting out some Shakespeare right from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered. Ridiculous, do we not laugh? Trick us, do we not bleed? Wrong us, shall we not revenge? Our revels now are ended, Kirk. Cry havoc, and let's put the dogs of war. I am constant as the northern star. I'd give real money if he'd shut up. To be or not. 
to be. So that was just some of Christopher Plummer's lines from Star Trek VI, which were incredible. I got to say, um, in all honesty, I went to see Star Trek VI on opening night. And uh, we waited online with a bunch of other uh, Trekkies and friends of ours. And um, I was dressed up as a Klingon. Another buddy of ours was dressed up as Dottie. And we went to see it at Crossgates Mall in Albany. And I walked out of the theater. And I honestly, the first time I saw the movie, I was a little bit disappointed because the Klingons weren't the Klingons I was expecting. Chang uh, was nothing like um, Christopher Lloyd's ver- uh, uh, Captain Krug from Star Trek Three, and the music wa- wasn't uh, Star Trek music like I'm used to hearing. It's a it's a very different soundtrack for a Star Trek movie. So the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wow, I don't know how I feel about this movie." And I honestly was a little bit uh, disappointed in it the first time I saw it. Uh, how about you, Leslie? What, what what were your feelings the first time you saw Star Trek VI? Well, <laughs> life, I get I get sidetracked on movies. Is that uh, my friend Tom Tom Morgan stuntman was was in the movie so. You know, um, I I liked it. I mean, I and and uh, and I knew the background of uh, uh, the whole thing with with Tom Morgan being uh, the brute. They actually flew him up to Alaska to walk on a glacier that is not on a soundstage. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine just for for I get well. I mean, they were walking through the uh, the other people were walking through the snow for a while, but can you imagine that they went up to Alaska as a location? Just to, <laughs> hey, they could have come to the Adirondacks or Vermont <laughs> to walk in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They could have. <laughs> You know, no, but that yeah, yeah, they in fact um the base camp was I don't know how far away it was from the location, but it was far enough that Tom was dressed up as the brute and they put him in a helicopter and flew him to to the you know, the glacier. Well, so like you say, sometimes I, when I go see a movie, I have all this background information, even though I don't know what the, you know, what how the scene fits into the movie until I see the movie. But uh, yeah, no, it's pretty amazing. Speaking of filming in Vermont, uh, something popped. I'm going to make a little left-hand turn here. Um, in in Star Trek 2009. When Captain Kirk, or when James Kirk steals his stepfather's car and drives it off the cliff, you remember that scene, Leslie? When he steals the car? Oh, oh, 
Oh, yes, yes. Well, so, they, well, they filmed that scene here in Vermont at a local uh, stone quarry. And uh, when, when the car flies off the cliff, that's Vermont that you're watching in that Star Trek movie. And I've always thought it'd be really cool to have a Star Trek convention at that location, uh, but it's an actual working that, quarry. Yeah, no, again, that that is so amazing because I could have sworn that was what I'll call a, a Western state. You know, I mean, there was some green to it, but what I remember was fairly dirt. But... So you're saying that there's like this, <laughs> I almost want to call it bottomless cliff in Vermont? Yeah, if you watch the credits, if you read the credits for the movie, that scene was filmed in Vermont. And uh, actually, when the movie premiered, they had a, uh, actually went there with a film crew. And when the movie premiered, and they had a big a big do about it, because, you know, they don't do a lot of stuff like that here in Vermont. So um yeah, I, I yeah, that, that scene where the cur- where the car flies off the cliff, that scene was filmed right here in Vermont, which I think is pretty cool. So Oh yeah. Well yeah. that see we we keep learning different things. Too bad that neither <laughs> of us know we can't say, Did you know that they filmed Planet of the Apes in <laughs> Saranac Lake or 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 over in Vermont? <laughs> well, maybe I don't, maybe I don't think the they used any of the the movies or the television show, uh, like say, the Adirondacks or or Vermont as a location. Well, maybe we'll find that out down the road. But I do have to say that uh, after I went after watching Star Trek Six the first time, we actually went back and saw it a second time. That same night, we went to the late show. And the second time I saw the movie, I really enjoyed it much more. And now Star Trek VI is, is, is up there with one of my favorite movies. I really like the, the, the allegory, how the, the Klingons represent the Russians and, uh, you know, the whole you know, coming down of the wall and all that stuff. It's a really a great movie. I think that Leonard Nimoy and um, Nicholas Myers did a great job. With Star Trek Six, so yeah, yeah, and guess what, Leslie? We have a caller on the line. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, so let's see. Let's see who we got. Hey, good evening. Thank you for calling Stunt Trek. What's your name and where are you calling us from tonight? Yes, I am uh, calling from Switzerland. My name is Patrick. Well. Well, hello, Patrick from Switzerland. Thank you for calling and thank you for listening. Yeah, well, uh, you invited me, so I uh, decided to to join in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I've known, uh, I didn't know uh, uh, Christopher Plummer personally, but I've witnessed him uh, uh, on Broadway playing Barrymore. And uh, then again, uh, at the Stratford Festival in Toronto, uh, playing uh, The Tempest. And I followed his career throughout his uh, entire life. So um, I'm really sorry to, to have lost uh, such a mentor, because I'm, uh, I'm an actor myself. Uh, I'm also a stage director. 
uh, half retired, <laughs> to be clear. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I I remember him uh, uh, quite well, and he was a strong performer, uh, a presence everywhere he was, in what whatever he, now, he did. When you saw him on stage, was he as, was he has uh, had such a commanding presence? on stage as he did in the movies, like in Star Trek Six when he was quoting Shakespeare. Was he as powerful? Wow. Yes. Uh, experience. And I witnessed him uh, already at a at a certain um, you know uh, age, okay. Uh so uh, yeah, he, he had a very, very strong presence. And actually, I was actually as um, astonished when I uh, witnessed him uh, in, in Barrymore because at first I couldn't, uh, you know, really separate, you know, uh, John Barrymore from him. I mean, he played him so so well that you could not, you know, take in that it was Christopher Plummer that was playing him, you know. It was actually John Barrymore, at least on stage. I, I've seen I've seen the video made um, years later and so on. It, it's good. It's perfectly well, uh, well done and so on. But eh, there's something missing. The live performance was astonishing, really, and naturally his Shakespeare uh, deliverance uh, um, at the Stratford Festival was uh, astonishing as well. I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Sure. So okay. Uh, look, looking at Christopher Plummer and his huge Shakespearean background, and then of course looking at another famous Star Trek actor with a huge Shakespearean background, and Patrick Stewart. Uh, which no, of the yes. two do you think has a, a more commanding presence? <laughs> I told you I was going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Quite a, at the corner, actually, <laughs> as the boxer would say. Uh, now, well, uh, actually, um, well, you know, it's it's a it's a different kind of playing. You know, uh, Patrick Stewart has one form of playing, uh, and, and uh, Christopher had his own style, a very personal style. I would say, I would tend slightly more towards uh, Plummer, uh, Christopher. Because, really, he, he was very, very strong. While Patrick uh, Stewart has, um, you know, kind of uh, a more, uh, yeah, I would say a theatrical uh, approach to, to his roles and so on. While Plummer could actually switch easily from stage to, to movies and completely change his, uh, um, I would call it the color palette, okay, the, the, the the, the kind of uh, spectrum uh, of the colors uh, he, he would give in a movie rather than on stage, okay? But but the force was always there. I would almost uh, cite uh, Star Wars, you know, <laughs> the force is with you. <laughs> but but it's true. <laughs> he was a very powerful uh, personality. Patrick is, is a very, uh, very skilled and very talented uh, actor. But he lacks sometimes. Uh, I, I've witnessed both in, in the Tempest um, uh, on stage. Okay, um, I, I, I've seen uh, Patrick Stewart in New York uh, uh, playing um, uh, Prospero, and I, I've, I've witnessed. Uh, uh, and I would say 
even in in that, I I, I love uh, Patrick Stewart's performance, but Plummer was an event. Well, I'll say this: I did go down. I did see Patrick Stewart in 1991 do a Christmas Carol live on Broadway, mm-hmm. where he. Well, I missed all that. The I wanted to to be there, but I couldn't. I was working at oh. the time. <laughs> It was it was wonderful. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it because I'm really not into that kind of thing, but he's Captain Picard. So my wife and I went, and he blew me away. He, how he could switch I, from character to character um, and play all I do these believe you. characters. Wow. I, I, I only had a chance to, to see the video. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe you. In certain roles, he could actually master, uh, be a master of his roles and so on. Even, even uh, as Captain Ahab, although I was uh, a little bit jaded because uh, I, I, I had witnessed a Gregory Peck <laughs> in a previous movie, you know, and I always tended to, you know, well, what would have uh, Chris, uh, you know, um, Gregory Peck have done differently, you know? So it's it's you know uh, the director's eye that goes everywhere instead of just focus on one performer. But uh, I I believe you. Christmas uh, Carol was his show. I yeah, I absolutely. had I had him sign. I have a black and white um, uh, playbook playbill. I think they call it that has a, co- a picture right. of him on the cover pointing his finger. I had him sign that for me, and it's one of my prized possessions. I have it framed. Hanging in my in my back room, uh, I was very mm-hmm. impressed with him. Uh, I I never got to see Christopher Plummer, uh, though unfortunately, but I did see Patrick <laughs> Stewart, and it was an experience. It really was. Well, if you think that Patrick Stewart came from um, practically nothing, I mean, uh, he was barely known in England uh, except for for stage work. Okay, uh, and he appeared, uh, you know, in a in a couple of uh, you know. Uh, secondary roles, you know, uh, in in uh, Excalibur, for instance, or uh, in uh, Life Force. He was uh, also in Life Force, that uh, science fiction horror movie. Um, but then, uh, all of a sudden, he appeared as uh, Jean-Luc Picard, and I was completely uh, flabbergasted because, you know, I had known uh, William Shatner and his, uh, you know, powerful performances as uh, uh, James T- Tiberius Kirk, but I I love the flair that the, uh, that Patrick Stewart put into Jean Luc Picard, you know, because it's not easy, you know, it's not easy. It's it's it's, it's you know, it's the centerpiece of it all. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and 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 you're out. Right, right, and and uh, in Star Trek VI, Christopher Plummer did get an opportunity to act in a scene with Michael Dorn, who of course played Worf on Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, which yes, I guess yes. is as close to Christopher Plummer that Patrick. I don't know if Patrick Stewart and Christopher ever worked together. I don't know that. No, interesting question. I don't think so. No, uh, I only know that uh, William Shatner and, and Christopher Plummer, as you said before, uh, during your, you know, uh, uh, program, uh, they they actually studied together, and they uh, they knew each other from very early on, and so on. And and Shatner was already in some movies, uh, uh, prominent movies, and so on, while 
Christopher Plummer was still kind of um, uh, getting up there, you know. But, uh, you know, they all bloomed in in some way, you know. And, and, and they were perfect for all the characters they, they, they displayed um, on in movies, on stage, and so on. They, they're real professionals. I, I can only say that, that they're real uh, icons. And, and I believe uh, both uh, Patrick Stewart, William Shatner, and Christopher Plummer, naturally, the great Christopher Plummer, they will be a, a great inspiration for future generations of uh, thespians or, or, or actors in general. Because uh, you can only learn from them, even by just watching them uh, work in movies and so on. If you really pay attention uh, to what they say, how they play, and so on, you can learn a whole spectrum of uh, of quality, uh, you know, acting. Now, uh, when you saw Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country, and you saw General Chang being played by Christopher Plummer, and you saw him spouting out Shakespeare. Beer, which is something we yeah. never heard from a Klingon ever before. Well, what did you mm-hmm. think about that? <laughs> well, I, I found it uh, extraordinary, uh, uh, as the uh, British would say. Uh, I, I found it uh, really astonishing and, and well played, actually, because I didn't expect it, first of all. Uh, Bindai movie, I, I was a little bit, uh, as you were, a little bit confused when I saw it at first, you know, with a bottle flying. Uh, one couldn't even uh, understand what, what, what was going on in the, in the opening scene and so on until it banged towards the, the Enterprise B. But uh, when I saw his first appearance as a General Chang, already there, you know, you, you felt the strength of the... the you know uh, the stamina, the the, um, the chemistry running, you know, and and this kind of a gentle touch, you know, to to greet uh, Captain Kirk and and all that stuff and so on, and then sitting at the table and then reciting uh, Shakespeare, it was very original. I didn't expect it naturally because <laughs> I knew that uh, Christopher could play Shakespeare and so on, but I really didn't expect that they would include actually lines from uh, from Shakespeare, even um, during his demise you know, to to be, and then the the long uh, you know long break you know uh, or not to be <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> I, was I really agree. Cool. I, I... I agree. General Chang is is a very unique, and, and I, I think I think what makes it such a good performance is that he balances out so well with with William Shatner's Captain Kirk. The two of them just Absolutely. play off each other so well. It, it must have been uh, quite an uh, you know um, a reunion you know uh, for for the two of them. Uh, although, as you said, uh, he was already you know, planned to be uh, General Chang. But, you know, nevertheless, you know, after many years not having uh, played together and so on, finally uh, getting into one movie together must have been an experience for both of them. I- I'm, I'm certain of that. I'm, I'm really certain. And, you know, I would even add one, uh, one thing, you know. I, I don't know why it's, it's probably crazy, but I would uh, compare uh, his performance to uh, Ricardo Montalban, uh, um, Khan Yan Singh in, in uh, The Wrath of Khan. Both actors had that uh, kind of, uh, you know, machism and powerful uh, appearance, but without being too, you know, 
overtly, you know, aggressive or, or something. No, they, they, they played it very finely, you know, very, you know, subtle, you know. And, and you know, and when, when the band came, then it was powerful. I agree. I, I think that Ricardo Maltabon as Khan and Christopher Plummer as General Chang are two of the best uh, villains for Captain Kirk that we've seen in a Star Trek movie to date. They were perfect for those roles. Absolutely, no doubt. I agree with you uh, 100%. Absolutely. They perfect, perfect casting all the way around. Well, we're oh, very, yeah. we are very yeah. sad to see uh, Christopher Plummer uh, leave us. He'll always be remembered. He'll always be a part of our Star Trek family. And um, we miss him. We miss him already. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm very, very sad uh, of his passing. Well, naturally, he was 91. We cannot expect him uh, to, to live forever. But you know, uh, when, when you uh, have followed someone from his very first steps and so on uh, up to now and so on, I'm, I'm not his age. Okay, <laughs> I'm a little bit younger than he is. But you know, I'm, I, I, I collect movies and so on. And uh, and therefore I, I had a chance to to you know go back back way back to see his uh, very first step and so on and he was already perfect in those uh, tiny roles he played you know everything he he was in he was uh, noticeable um, as one would say you know probably a casting director you know but uh, yeah uh, he he was uh, you know a presence always always in everything even in the fall of the roman empire he he was a great emperor you know totally nuts totally crazy but you know with with that kind of subtlety uh, that later on you know, as Ch- general Ch- Ch- chang you know he reprised you know in his role oh, absolutely and like I said, I think I think most people would know him as Captain Von Trapp from Sound of Music. Yes, um, Sound of Oh, that was another great part of, uh, for him. And also in yeah. a Canadian movie with Elliot Gould called The Silent Partner, where he played a bad guy, very bad. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that <laughs> movie. It, it's it's probably lost in uh, in the universe, but I I remember it and uh, it was a tiny crime uh, crime thriller, but it was really well well done, you know. Yeah. Well, and, oh, I, and, I, and I, I, I forgot to to mention, uh, you know, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Triple Cross, also known as the Eddie Chapman uh, story. That sounds familiar. That was another one. Battle of Britain. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, I'll have to go and I'll have to yeah. check that out. Definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, there, 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 well, there are we, many, many movies, excellent movies with him. Over, uh, according to IMBD, he was over two hundred movies that he was in. Yeah, That's a huge true. career. True, and huge, unfortunately, huge I only have a, a, a few of them. I mean. Uh, I have collected it, but, but many are not even available either on DVD or Blu-ray. Maybe one day, maybe now, uh, because they usually always wait until somebody passes to, to release the entire collection. I hope, I hope, because I, um, I have many, but not all. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's, just, it's too bad that we have to wait until someone's no longer with us before we can fully appreciate the scope of their career. 
Well, actually, I, I always, uh, you know, admired all the, the, the great actors uh, that, that died. I mean, uh, it's tragic because we lost in the last 20 or 30 years a whole bunch of them. And all one more talented than the other or equally uh, talented as the other, from which we learned a lot, where we were inspired from and so on. But the, the latest one was really a giant. I mean, Christopher Plummer was really a giant. And even uh, Sean Connery, uh, just uh, just a few uh, few months uh, ago, and so uh, I mean, a few, few weeks ago, you know, that was also tragic. But yeah, at least that, you know, that, at least he didn't die suffering. At least that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what what Christopher. What did he pass away from? Um, was well, it, apparently, was it cancer? From, no, from what I read, no, no, he was completely healthy. But the probably agents one uh, he uh, he actually uh, he fell badly and he fell on his head he banged his head badly and that was the cause probably uh, uh, an interior bleeding or something like that but apparently uh, he didn't suffer one bit uh, he died in his bed uh, very quietly surrounded by his family well that's that's, that's a good idea anyways yeah wow yeah. 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 Well, I really, I, I really appreciate the fact that you took some time to call us from Switzerland. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and calling and sharing your opinions with you. Leslie and I really appreciate it. And I thank you for having, um, you know, invited me. I don't know who invited me exactly, but uh, someone did. And uh, I'm glad uh, to have given my five cents. <laughs> Well, well, you know what? You're always welcome here with Leslie and I. I send out a lot okay. of invitations uh, to the show, and uh, I, it was probably me that invited you because <laughs> I do all the promotion for the show. So it was probably me, <laughs> but okay. it doesn't matter. Uh, I just really appreciate it. It's great when we hear from the people that listen to the show, and uh, particularly somebody from Switzerland. I think that's fantastic. Actually, and I just can't thank you enough for giving us a call and sharing your memories with us about Christopher Plummer. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You're welcome. You're welcome to call us any Sunday that you just want to call and chat with us. We're always here on Sunday, and we'd love to hear from you again. Okay, I will. All right. Thanks. Thank, thank you very much. Kapla. Kapla. <laughs> May you live long and prosper. <laughs> to be or not to be. Or not that to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One never knows. Good night. You never know. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> well, Leslie. <laughs> Believe it or not, Leslie, uh, that's another show. In the can. Boom. Amazing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And, wow. and I'm impressed that someone called from Switzerland. I'm very insightful. I think that's awesome. We, we, we do our Around the Globe on Trek Talking every Thursday, and we get listeners from the U.K., from Ireland, from Australia, from all over the place. But uh, we've never had a caller from Switzerland, so that's the first. So I, I, that's awesome. 
And um, we did get Planet of the Apes in. We did figure out a way to work in Planet of the Apes, which is good. <laughs> so um, I just want you guys to know, Leslie and I will be back next Sunday, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, if you'd like to visit Leslie, uh, you can go over to our Facebook page at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page, and you can say hello to Leslie, or if you have an idea for a future show, something that you'd like to hear Leslie and I talk about, or a movie from Leslie's career that you'd like to have Leslie talk about, just head over to the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page and uh, drop us a line. Let us know. Uh, and, and Leslie and I will definitely be more than happy to do a show on whatever topic you guys want to hear from. Um, also, Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, We'll be doing Trek talking with yours truly, Uncle Jim, Charles, and Eric. And we'll be talking a little bit more about Christopher Plummer and, of course, General Chang, because I'm a huge Klingon fan. For those of you who have listened to the show before, I have the full, the full setup. I have the bat list, the whole nine yards. So we're going to talk a little bit more and share some memories about Star Trek VI and General Chang on Thursday night. So check that out if you're around on Thursday night. And that's it. We're going to wrap up this show. Uh, hopefully you guys took some time out of the Super Bowl to listen to us, which was great. And uh, that's it, Leslie. We're done. <laughs> great talking to you. It, it, it's a fascinating show. <laughs> See, you never know where we're going to go with this show. It goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It really anyway. does. So thank you very well, much for hanging out with us tonight, Leslie. Hopefully we don't Leslie. have to do any more memorial shows for a while. Yeah, it, let's it, hope we don't. Yeah. So anyways, thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight, Leslie. We couldn't do stunt tracks without you, so thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Jim. Hey, we couldn't do it without you. <laughs> this, is, this is true. And thank you to all of our listeners everywhere, no matter where you're listening, even in Switzerland. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Thank you for your support. We'll be back next Sunday with a whole other show. And I'm your Uncle Jim saying be good to each other, stay safe, and good night. Hailing frequencies are closed. Night. Let's see what's out there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.